Good afternoon. Uh, my name's Jonathan Norman from the Major Projects Association, and I'm delighted to welcome one of my heroes, David Clutterbuck, um, to talk about coaching and mentoring. David, I think it's far easier if you introduce yourself rather than I do. So would you like to do so? Well, I, I've got these days, I usually introduce, introduce myself as, as, as probably the only only uh, um, survivor from the, the the very origins of coaching mentoring who isn't either dead, deaf or, or, or demented. Um, and, and I'm certainly going deaf. Um, and you could argue as to whether I'm demented or not. But um, I, I'm having a lot of fun um, bringing together um, uh, the perspective that, that, you, that you're able to bring from having been in this whole area for 45 years or more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's coincidental, but but I saw that you you published your first book in 1981, which was actually the year when the Major Projects Association was founded. So it's, yeah. it's a nice kind of serendipity associated with that. Um, and I, and I thought I'd just get you to reflect across that period. Um, how would you describe the kind of way that coaching and mentoring has developed since your early days and and where we are today? But way back in, in those days, um, you know, nobody had heard of coaching. I mean, or, or, or coaching, coaching um, from from its origins was a very directive way. It was it was instruction. It was sports instruction, basically, um, and you know, it very much it was telling people what to do or showing them what to do. Um, and uh, and mentoring was was all very informal. You, know, you yes. didn't, didn't have structured mentoring programs, um, and um, but 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 depending where you were. Here in the States, they tended to be about the power dimension and, and, and doing things for people. So they got a, an idea of, me, of, of mentoring there, but overseeing the career of a young man was the quote that there's the, the quote that comes out from the study in 1978. Um, uh, but in Europe, it was very much still true to the, the, the concept of, of wisdom um, and having conversations with people that enabled them, you using your wisdom to help somebody else become wiser. Um, right, but 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 different um, perspectives, and it's only in the mid nineteen nineties, late nineteen nineties, that coaching started to be what we or the predominance of coaching, the art, what, what we read read in the literature, um, was really um, much more like we see it now, a, a, a way, a, a, a conversation with somebody, a goal oriented coach or an outcome oriented conversation, because it doesn't have to come up with a goal. It may, it may be that you come up with some way further thinking. Um, on in fact, one of the big problems we see is, is that co coaches who are overly goal obsessed actually do more harm than good. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, you. I mean, there's a, such a wonderful collection of of frameworks and models in in this book. Um, I wondered. It's a bit unfair, but 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 do, do you have a do you have a favorite or 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 a couple of favorites, a couple of go to models that you would kind of look to? One of my favorites is, is the diversity awareness ladder. And that's the different, the five different levels of, of of interaction that we have with other people, from fear through wariness to to um, to, to tolerance to acceptance, yeah, and and, and, and to appreciation, um, and the, the the way that we have that the the conversation we have inside ourselves um, predicates the conversation we're likely to have with them. So first we have to <clears throat> have a conversation with ourselves. If it's a fear, well, why am I afraid of this person? Are they afraid of me? Um, and then you can have a different conversation with them. But it, but it brings it all back to conversation. And, and I think everything that I've done over the last 45 years or more has been around 
helping people to have the conversations that they really need to have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm delighted to hear that because that's that's fundamental to what I do and and the way that I approach knowledge sharing is is it's all about conversations and often often questions really. Yeah. Um, you know, so one one good question is worth ten, 10 good answers. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. One of, one of my one of my great heroes, um, Eddie Obeng, talks about this idea of the world after midnight, um, which he kind of puts at somewhere between 2000 and 2010, depending on the organization. And, and that's the time when an organization's capacity for learning was overtaken by the speed of change. Yeah. Um, nice and I, I, I wondered how how coaching and mentoring fits into that environment where we we no longer know what we need to know as it were well, i mean, one, one of the things that the things that's holding us up is the the obsession with the individual you know all the reward systems tend to be based on individuals the promotion systems are based on individuals um and and that doesn't help because actually the team is much more important in a survey we did uh, two years ago now um, um 80 percent of hr directors and, and ceos said we have to get away from the from the focus on the individual and focus much more on teams so there's a you know, there's a big need to be to get that agility and flexibility um so that's why team coaching is expanding so fast yes. um, um the other big issue we did a survey for the conference board um, and we've had a lot of um, hrds uh, um in in focus groups and we couldn't use all the data for, for simply because some of it was just so um, so incendiary. Um, but we, we're getting HRD saying that, you, you know, more than half of my top two or three hundred are obsolete. They're obsolete because their style of management is more, you know, it doesn't hasn't adapted to the modern world. It's not distributed leadership. Um, they're trying to they try, I, I describe it as they're, they're trying to control more and more, but achieve less and less. Um, uh, and um, and the other thing is they are unable to think systemically, and a lot of the stuff um, that we the problems we see are that neither the leaders um, nor um, the functions are able to think systemically. And coaching at its root is a systemic activity. We help people to see themselves in the systems of which they're a part. Um, you know, and, and I, I talk about HR being full of HR bling. Um, so stuff that you know, that isn't worth anything is pretty useless, um, but it looks nice and shiny. So yes. you know, succession, succession plans, you know, yes. no, no, succession plans aren't worth the paper they're written on. Nobody, no, nobody takes any notice of them. Um, and uh, anyway, one company I, I I went into, they said, oh yes, we, we did have a succession plan, but um, when we actually looked at it. We, we said we got bench strength, the four and a half, you know, four point five looks good. Then when you looked at who would actually take the jobs and how many of the people were the same people. Um, and how are things changing anyway every every year in terms of what were the important jobs? The whole thing was a complete farce. Yes, yes, yeah. That's interesting. I mean, that to my mind, that brings us back to the idea of conversations because the value of succession planning is in the, the ongoing conversations that you're having yeah. rather than in some defined plan, which, you know, given the nature of change and the speed of change is, is irrelevant the minute you... Yeah, I mean, put it down on paper. Succession plans and, and things like that are, are dangerous. And a lot of um, HR analytics, I call them banalytics because they're so... so, so <laughs> um, yes. Uh, they're, they're, they're distractions from the conversations that people need to have. Yes, uh, yes, um, yes. And even formal appraisals you know, yes. tend to be a distraction from the conversations that, that, that people really would like to have but don't dare. 
Yes, yes. Yeah. I think it was to hide behind so as not to have those, those, those meaning, meaningful conversations. And, and I like to think as, of coaching as um, a series of cascading in, interventions. So yes. you can, you can in, in a corporate environment, you can go into, you can, you can have a coaching relationship with an, an individual where you're helping them with a specific skill or, or issue that they've got. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's quite, you know, you can be nice and specific. You don't have to get too much into the, into the, the systems, but then you can help the, 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 this client see themselves in their systems and their ability to influence the systems and the systems, how the systems influence them. Yes. Yes, uh, we've come up with a new word recently, which is mistake holder. So right. it's the people, people whose lives are screwed up because of the, of, of the mistakes that you make. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, there, there's an awful lot of those. But, you, but yes. you, so the second level is, is the systems. The third level is helping that team leader build a coaching culture in their team. Yes, yes, yeah. So yeah. they could get a different te- team dynamic. Um, the fourth level is actually coaching that team leader and the team together. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, the fifth level goes beyond this and looks at teams of teams. And particularly in, the, in, in, in terms of large projects, you know, we, they, they are composed of, of, of teams of teams. So we've been doing a lot of work around flocking and tools to, to help teams of teams come together um, in, in ways in which um, coaching can actually uh, support the conversations both formally between the team structures and informally the substrates. And it's yes. the informal ones that are more important. Yes, yes. Interesting. Um, and then you go yes. beyond that to organize to 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 um to clusters of teams, you know, to a bigger to a bigger set of teams of teams, to organizational consultants, you know, coaching. Um and 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 um and I took the, the macro system coaching. Yes, yes, yeah. So that... how, how do we you've got people um you know People fighting over resources. How yes. do you actually um, have use coaching in situations like that where you can actually resolve? And it's a kind of mediation at that level, but yes. I think it's mediation plus. Yes, yeah, that's really interesting. I mean, you talked about the focus on the individual in terms of reward systems, and and in terms of projects and major projects, there's there's the kind of focus on the individual, and then there's the focus on the. The, the employee or the team of, of the client or the contractor. Um, so there are a, a number of boundaries where things kind of break down and where people are driven by either their personal self-interest or their organizational self-interest. Absolutely. And, and I think another big barrier is, is consultantees. <laughs> We've got all of this, um, well, let, 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 let's not mince words. We've got a lot of crap from consultants. Yes. Um, um, unevidence nonsense, um, yes. which people nonetheless accept because it's, it feels good or sounds good. Yes. Yeah, and I'm thinking of Patrick Lencioni's Five Dysfunctions, which um, uh, is deeply flawed because it assumes that all the things that go wrong with the team are internally generated, when, of course, that's not the case by any means. Um, or you've got um, the um, Chuckman's forming, storming, norming to um, performing. Um, there's no evidence that this is right. In fact, the one study that's been done really good to is found that only 2% of new project teams actually went through all this. Um, yes. And it's not surprising when you when you think that the Tuckman model was based on a desk study of um, uh, of, of case, cases written elsewhere of people, primarily of people in groups, not teams, um, are for suffering from clinical depression. Yes, yes. But yes. Are we going to, we're creating this house of cards 
or for of um uh, of, of what we're trying to do of, of what we're going to do with teams all on all on a bunch of people who are mentally ill yes um, and i begin to think well okay i've seen some boards of directors who are or, or chief or executive teams who are one suspects are all mentally ill but that's not doesn't seem to be the right place to start from we kind yes. of people are at least complementous so I, I think there's a lot of stuff there that's 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 that we need to be that's getting in the way of agility of, of, of organizational agility and we've, we've just launched a a whole new uh, program called rapid teaming um based upon the fact that um you you when you form a new team in, in particularly in a large scale property it's probably only going to be there for six months at most yes you can't afford to wait six months for it to hit performing it's got to hit high performance from day one yeah so how do you do that and the and, and, and coaching um is a key part of the answer with, yes. with coaching you can help them to have the conversations they need that that truncate all of this um dancing around each other and so forth that create yes. safety and honesty yes um, yes and so i see real real expanding roles for coaches um yes. in, in this whole area of of rapid teaming yes yes we, we've talked a lot about coaching and i didn't want to neglect mentoring um major projects association we launched in last year we at the beginning of last year we launched a peer mentoring program and I spoke to some of the some of the first cohort, um, and that was extraordinary. I mean, the the experience they had, and the way in which the opportunity, and 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 in some ways, creating the space and time for the opportunity to talk to somebody who had similar experiences to you in a very different organisation was was just life affirming and transformational. Yes, I mean, the, 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 I think peer mentoring is, is so powerful. We, we've um, one of my favourite programmes that I'm involved in. In fact, we've got a celebratory evening tomorrow night um, around this. Is for the CIPD, the the personal personal um, uh, organisation, um, and that's for aspiring HR directors. So we're linking the, the aspiring HR director with very experienced HR directors, um, and the learning that goes that takes place in that is is, is enormous. And as oh. part of that, we did, we did a study. Um, well, we, we went out and asked HRDs. Um, so um, what do you know now that you wish you'd known before you actually became an HRD or on the way to becoming an HRD? Mm. And from the one guy who said, um, uh, don't do it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think he was, that was tongue in cheek. Um, but, um, you know, the, 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 the data, the, the, the things that you don't think of. Yes, yes. Uh, so powerful just and and really a, a large part of mentoring you know, mentoring never tells people what to do that's complete no no but, but it does raise awareness and there's this big difference between giving somebody some context yes helps them with the quality of their thinking and giving somebody advice which does the thinking for them yes yes yeah i mean it's interesting um clearly one of the benefits of peer mentoring across our network for example is is the ability to get feedback from somebody who has no vested interest in what you're doing. You know, there's no kind of status. There's no kind of, well, I, I better be careful what I say to you because that might reflect it. I mean, it, it's it's genuine, authentic kind of feedback. Yeah, it, 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 it's, it, and that's why you can relax into it. You can, you, 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 you can have the psychological safety. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Good. Um, we've got, all sorts of emerging opportunities and threats. We've got 
AI and automation and quantum computing and and indeed the whole sort of concept of of the digital human which seems to be sort of emerging. How, um, how do you know I'm not a robot? Yes, <laughs> indeed. Um, and and but a robot wouldn't have the bad sense of humour that I do. But that's a... <laughs> <laughs> I think it probably could do. Um, and and you talk at the end about the the end of the book about the importance of of coaches and and mentors in a sense, reinventing themselves and, and, and reflecting um, the need to change. And, and I wondered, how would you like to see coaches and mentors responding to this kind of inexorable acceleration of, of social, economic and technology, technological change? How, how, what should we do, be doing and what should we be doing in five years or 10 years time? Well, I think increasingly it's going to take over a lot of the rote tasks so the you know, sort of grow model of coaching has a limited future. You you, you can already get you know, you've got this chat GB or GPT or there yeah, and you can get almost almost as good a result for, as, as a as a typical um, basic level coach would. Um, it's um, so anything that is that is repeatable routine, you know, has it follows a process, um, is going to be a, a, a threat from AI. Um, it, AI can even um, fake sympathy better. <laughs> yes um and so um we, we're going to see, see see that but what but if you think about wisdom there's the skinny wisdom which computers can do as well or better than we can so that's the you know the basic you know non expertise in a particular area there's, there's there's broad wisdom which is the experience you get from life now you can't do that with a computer people you, know, you cannot emulate that yes that, that experience and the conclusion you draw from it and there's meta wisdom which is all about putting together um, different all sorts of different exposures, experiences, um, uh, knowledge bases that you that you have. You know, the AI is good at doing one thing. It, the extrapolation into 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 many into um, into much wider areas is is not so easy for for, for for AI to do. And there are some very good reasons for that in terms of how a machine works and creates um, a um, uh, a concept or, or a, 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 a response. And now the human brain does it because the yes. human brain is linked in very different ways. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, and um, one of the metaphors that I've seen is, is that, is that is, is it, how, how many dimensions there are. You know, a thought having a, for a human, having a thought which lasts a fraction of a second, but that thought um, may take, may, maybe I've, I've seen 13, 15, 20 um, dimensions. Um, yes. Yet. Yes. Um, Right, but so so, it, it's looking at the technology and saying, how do we partner with this? Yes, and, yes. And, and and the partner is important because if we allow the computer to direct us and tell us what to do, we're no longer doing the co in charge, and we're no longer doing the coaching the, or mentoring. The computer is doing it for us. Yes, yes. So it's the case of how do we find the ways in which it's going to enhance us and enable us to focus more on what we do really well. Yes. Um, and one of the things that we're that we're finding is that um, that as a coach, you if you're going to grow up and mature as a coach, you need to use yourself more, your 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 own emotion, your own feelings, your own in, your your own in, your intuition and, and instinct, all of that stuff. If you use the computer as 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 a prompt, yes, um, um, and something where you could inquire, that's very interesting. I wonder what the client's feeling, you know, what what emotions the client's going through right now, for yes. example. Um, then the computer will be able to say, well, you know, just analyzing their facial expressions and their tone of voice. <clears throat> I, I'm, you know, this is, this is the client's anxiety level here. Um, yes. 
Yes. Right. So what's going on here? So so now you have a a um a way of saying, okay, let's can't let's pause a moment. Let's just investigate. Let's talk about this. You know, what, what, yeah, can see that you're you know you can you're 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 anxious now. Yes. Anxiety is arising from. So we yes. can go so much deeper. Yes. But of course, being very careful not to go over that boundary into therapy. Yes. Yes. Which is going to become, I think, even more nebulous. As yes. Yes. And I guess, I mean, wonderful as chat GPT seems to be, it's obviously curating answers from stuff we already know. So um, it, it's working on the known body of knowledge. And, um, and increasingly, we're required to use our imagination to project forward and 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 think as we have been talking think about the future and, and how will things be in the future what will you need to do in the future and i guess um for the moment anyway that's something that that is is just limited to us humans and 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 artificial intelligence cannot do that i mean it can present exciting images but it can't really um imagine in the way that we can imagine as humans Absolutely. I mean, I, 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 you know, I, I like to imagine what, what, what the possibilities are. Where, where can we can go next time? I had great fun doing virtual reality coaching. I have to say, um, yes, that, that yes. is mind blowing, um, um, and that's going to get better and better. With that, and we won't have to use those clunky great Oculus glasses, the, 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 the headsets and things. So it will. Yes. But um, I, I think, um, well, to give an example, I, I'm we. We created um, um, I, um, an, an, an app around com about the, the only it's the only complex adaptive systems model of coach of teams mm -hmm. for, for team coaching. And what it does is to, to identify the six critical um, um, pillars, if you like, or elements that intertwine to to create performance, poor or, or, or poor or good performance. Um, and nothing is clean. So something's pushing you one way, something another. There's patterns here. Um, now we can only at the moment do this in two dimensions. So yes. we can look at the interactions between between um, um, purpose and motivation versus um, internal processes, for example. Um, yes. So we can see that dimension, and, and we can examine a number of cases, and we can see recurring patterns here, and we can begin to make connections. What the computer will be able to do from from use from diagnostics and and, um, and from, from for the analysis of cases is help us to act that it will project a three D image in front of us. So we're taking from two D to three D that yes. will look at the interactions between these elements. Yes, so it'll yes. be like a hologram type, type thing. So it can't do it on a two on a two dimensional computer screen, but we will be able to have just project into the room a hologram graphic um, image. And yes. we'll be able to rotate it and say, well, that, that's interesting. Look at the issue from this perspective and from that perspective. So yes. um, I think there's a whole bunch of tools out there, not yet invented, yes. but we are inexorably working towards.